welcome to this podcast. I'm your host, Paris James, and all I want is for you to go out there and live your damn life. This is a safe space where we can just be ourselves and have meaningful conversations. Let's face it, life is not always perfect, but you can choose to live it unconditionally, now and always. I'm just here to remind you that you have the power to create the exact magical life that you deserve, and guess what? I am proud of you already. I'm so grateful that you're here, tuned in and listening, so let's dive right in. Hi everyone, welcome back to this podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about driving anxiety. So on my Instagram, I'm going to just put that in there at the Paris James. <laughs> I asked what podcast episodes you guys wanted to hear. And a few people said driving anxiety, which is so weird because I actually am going through that situation right now of being anxious while I'm driving. And I, I didn't think that anybody else went through this. And that's just another way to show us how many circumstances or how many things we all kind of go through together as a collective without actually knowing that we do. So I was like, okay, this is a good like time to talk about it because I'm going through it right now. I'm trying to overcome it. And this is a podcast. These episodes are kind of going to be embedded in here. So it's good to just kind of talk about it so that if anybody has any issues, if anybody, you know, comes across this podcast and they see this random episode dedicated to driving anxiety, it's going to help them. So I am going to just take this opportunity to seize that moment and talk about it. So a little bit of a backstory on me. I actually got my license. Um, at that point in time, such a funny story. I went for my license and I did all the tests and stuff, but I was so scared. Like I just didn't feel confident. And I don't want to say it because it kind of sounds bad, but I don't think that I actually passed my driver's license test. It sounds funny, but when I went in to do it, I remember there's a few things that I did wrong and I honestly didn't think at that moment that they cared. One of the first things that I did wrong was I was going over this hill when we first started off and I didn't like beep. Apparently you're supposed to beep when you're going over a hill just to kind of let that car know that you are coming across as well. And I didn't do that. Another thing I did not do properly was make the turn that you're supposed to make. I kind of ended up going down into like this little drain. I know it's this horrible story. And I remember the guy who was doing the test for me, he was on the phone the whole time. So it was kind of making me really uncomfortable. He was on the phone and I was like, oh my God, is he not watching? So I was kind of distracted, ended up going, like slipped a little bit into the stream, could not make the 5.2 and it was more like 100 points to be honest. And I remember him getting out of the car, like he literally was like, stop the car. And I was like, what? Okay, well, this is it. I failed. And I got out of the car. And he was like, we need to get you a pillow because I'm not sure if you're actually seeing the road, which was so embarrassing. So he got out, he went to the trunk, he got a pillow and I sat on it. And I, at this time I was shaking. I was really young. I was like 17 and I was shaking and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to fail. And like, that's all I thought about. I remember I also did not do some hand signal for slowing down. And when we reached into the compound, I just felt like if I could not park properly, thank God I didn't have to parallel park or anything because that was a no and I cry for everything. I don't know if you all know this, but I'm very weak. <laughs> like, in, not weak. I'm not going to say it like, oh, it's a weak thing to cry. But I personally just feel like if I cry for too many, too many things. So I started to cry. And I honestly thought he was going to feel me. And to be honest, he should have. But I cried and he... I didn't cry thinking, okay, let me cry and I'm going to get my license. I cried because I thought I had already failed. And by some stroke of luck, he passed me. And I was like, okay, well, this is just not right. Because... 
I don't know what I'm doing. But at that point in time, I was going away for university. So I went to Canada to study and I knew that the transportation there was like pretty great. So I knew that I didn't have to drive. So my whole time in Canada, I didn't drive. So it's kind of like if I got my license just for the sake of getting it, even though at that point, I don't think I deserved it. And I went away. So I kind of lost all that knowledge. And it's only when I came back that I was like, okay, well, you know, I have to get on this driving situation ASAP and I had to kind of beg one of my friends to drive me around and I remember just shaking and just being so scared and just being like why are all these cars so close I'm never gonna get the hang of it and it really honestly felt like if I knew exactly what to do but fear was holding me back which I mean is kind of like pretty much how life is in general fear always holds us back and I remember this one night we went to this restaurant and it was pretty late it was like two o'clock in the morning and we went to this huge car park and she was like you're gonna drive the car and I was like what and she was like yeah you're gonna drive us home and I was like shaking and I was like no and she's like I'm confident that you have this you're gonna drive us home and it was 2 a.m and I was like okay fine and like somehow or the other I just mustered up that courage I drove around the car park it was in a huge area and I just was like you know what? I can drive. I can do this. And I had all those times of like practice under my belt. I knew that I was well tested. I answered all of the questions correctly. And I was like, the only thing that is stopping me is fear. And I drove that car home and I reached home and I couldn't believe it. And it was at that moment that I had my aha moment and I was able to drive. There are a few funny stories since then. One story in particular where I was not exactly sure how to use my mirrors. So I remember I parked super close to this gate. I was like almost practically on top of the gate. So it was like a a park where I drove in and I had to kind of reverse to get out of it. And I remember not having a lot of experience with reversing because I used to go out of my way to just not reverse at all. So wherever I was parking or wherever I was driving to, I was like, I am not reversing. So that one time I was in Chagonas, which is like the central of the island that I'm living on, if you're not from Trinidad. And it was late in the night, it was like eight o'clock and I was reversing and I was not watching my mirrors. In retrospect, I'm like, how could I have not been watching my mirrors? But I was not watching my mirrors. And I started to reverse and I should have reversed straight out before I started to turn the car. So let's just picture it. The car is, I'm reversing to come out of a park and I'm parked so close to this gate. So what ended up happening was that I started to lock as soon as I started to reverse and the bumper of my car hooked up on the gate and I didn't know and I just mashed gas, like mashed gas and I reversed. The car was already turned, um, it was already locked and the entire bumper of my car ripped off, the entire bumper. It was like a bradang, like a real loud noise and I was like, I... I just remember people in the road just turning around being like, what is she doing? And I started to cry. Like I was shaking uncontrollably and I was doing this yoga course at that point in time. So the guy who was in charge of it, he came out and no, he didn't come out. I called him and I was like, oh my God, my bumper fell off. And he was like, what? And he ran straight down and I was like shaking on the floor being like, I am not driving on the highway and I'm not going back home without a bumper. And I remember him being like, oh my God, we're going to have to you're gonna have to drive home without the bumper, we're gonna have to put the bumper in the car, and like, I can laugh at it now, because it was funny, but I was dying, because he was trying all these different ways to fit the bumper inside the car, and and the car is pretty small, it's a pretty small car, and I was like, I am not going home with this 
bumper off. I cannot explain to my mother why my bumper has fallen off. So I was just like, we're going to have to do something. So we went to the hardware and we got these tie straps and we sat down and he helped me tie strap that bumper straight back on. And I just remember actually turning so white, like my face, like all of the color drained out of my face. And I just kind of shakily drove home. And I remember just feeling to throw up. And like my mom was just kind of be like, what is wrong with you? And I told her that I accidentally hit a gate. And up to this day, she doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's fine. Up to this day, she does not know that the entire bump of the car had come out. And I did not know the strength of tie straps but they were magical and they held the bumper in and up to now nobody knew that the bumper came off that night <laughs> and there were other instances I think I did this three times it's really bad but my car is like manual so it doesn't lock you have to kind of lock it manually right there were three separate instances where I locked the keys in the car the first time I did it I was in this, I was teaching this yoga class and I don't know what came over me. Honestly, I'm just shook at this point in time. I, I, I'm, I just, I'm speechless. I don't know how this happened, but I was driving. So I parked up or whatever. The car is still running. And at that time, my little brother, he used to come to yoga classes with me, right? So he was in the back seat, and I remember coming out of the car, but the car was still on. And I came off the car and I came to help him with something out of the back seat. And I had locked my front door, right? So I had locked it and I was helping him. And then I, it happened so fast. And honestly, it, this is just so embarrassing. I didn't even know it happened. So we took everything out of the car, whatever, locked the car. And I proceeded to go upstairs to teach the class. Midway through the class, the front desk person came and was like, your car is dwindling. And I was like, what? And they were like, your car is still on. And this is like a half an hour past, right? So I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, your car is still on. Somebody just passed in the car park and they were like, your car is on. So I started to dig in my bag. Like I stopped teaching the class and I started to dig in my bag and I was like, where are my keys? And then like in slow motion, I started to run down to the car and I realized that I locked the doors to my car. My car was still on. It was still running for half an hour and there was no way to get inside the car. And like, I just started to cry cry ball on the place and I was like oh my god the car is gonna blow up like it's just gonna die and I'm the kind of person who I will do everything in my power before I tell anybody like my mom or anybody that this is going on so the simple solution would have just been to call and say I locked the keys in the car can you bring me the spare key but no I wanted to play hero so I started to call all of the villagers and everybody to come and help me and I had like three or four men trying to take this metal crowbar and trying to jack the window down so they could have like gotten the keys out and a half an hour passed again and this time I was like I had this irrational fear that the car was going to blow up so I was just like crying at this point and I eventually called somebody and they got the spare key for me and that situation was fixed the other two times that I did it one time I had locked the car and I was taking my yoga mat out of the trunk of the car and the yoga mat was unrolled so I rested the keys down in the trunk and I started to roll up the mat and then in slow motion I just grabbed the mat and I saw it happening like as it was happening but it was too late I started to close the trunk and I was like oh my god the keys but I had slammed it so hard that the trunk closed and my keys were in the trunk of the car I ended up having to hitch a ride with somebody from my class who took me home to get a spare key. And the last time that happened, I actually had taken the key out of the engine and I put it in my bag. And I don't know how these things happened to me, but I was like in the north of the island. And 
my bag had fallen before I came out of the car and I had put the keys in this front pocket that really didn't have a zip and the keys had fallen out but I didn't know so the bag fell the keys fell out I didn't know and I just grabbed the bag and locked the door and then I did not know until the end of the class where I realized that I didn't have the keys and then I like peeped my head through the window and I saw my poor keys on the floor of the car and somebody else had to rescue me at that point so I had several instances where I was just doing absolute crap and then of course I got into an accident earlier this year I think I mentioned it in a few podcast episodes but basically I was on the highway when it was raining I swerved to avoid this dog that was a really loud car that passed I don't know if y'all heard that but anyway I swerved to avoid a dog and the car ended up spinning out of control I ended up facing the next direction on the highway ended up in a ditch and magically thank you god for watching over me but I survived so that is just a 12 minute summary of all of the things that happened and there were a few instances as well where I reversed hit a pole, where I knocked down the plants coming into the house, just different things. But anyway, the point is I have a little bit of driving anxiety now and I just kind of want to share with you. I wanted to share that with you to let you know that you are not alone. I don't know if these things happen to you or if they just happened to me, but yeah. Anyway, so let me just share some tips on how I am overcoming this driving anxiety and how I think you can do it as well. So the first thing that I would suggest is to clean your car and that sounds really weird but my car is a mess and I believe and like I always say I believe that the space around you has energy and that transfers to you which is why when I feel like I'm in a funk or I feel like I'm not getting anything accomplished it's usually because my room is a mess or my studio is a mess and your car is the same thing if your car is in a mess it's gonna hold that kind of like you know, heavy energy inside it. So I encourage you maybe like on a Sunday to just go in your car and just clean it out, throw out any trash, throw out anything that you don't need and just have your car clean. And the cleaner that you have your car, I just feel like when you go in the car, you're not going to feel or absorb that hectic energy. So cleaning your car is definitely something that you should do to help you with that anxiety. The second thing that you can do if you are driving somewhere and you have anxiety is to tell someone where you're going. So I would just message my best friend who probably, she's just probably like, why are you telling me this? But I would just be like, go into the bookstore to get some pens or I'm going by a friend to drop this off or I'm heading to Port of Spain to the capital of the island to, you know, do a delivery. And I would just kind of tell her and it just makes me feel more comfortable because I know that somebody knows where I'm going. So tell someone where you're going or if you're going to somewhere new you can send somebody your live location but just try to see if you can just do that so that somebody will know where you are and you'll kind of get that feeling of being safe the third thing that I like doing is saying a prayer usually I'm really bad at this because you would literally see me open a car door like fling open a car door start the engine and before the car even has a chance to be like Oop, I'm being driven I am out the gate like mashing that gas like going and my mom always used to tell me when you go in the car let the car warm up for a little bit and I always used to be like what and I just used to be speeding out the gate so now I kind of let the car since my car is pretty old I let it kind of dwindle a little bit and in that time I would either take five deep breaths or maybe be like lord please protect me on my way to the highway it's a really long drive it's 45 minutes and I'm gonna return home safely just anything that makes you feel comfortable if it's a prayer or if it's just five deep breaths, just to kind of settle your energy. Because a lot of the times these terrible things happen if we are rushed and if we have that kind of, you know, erratic energy. So come into the car, let it dwindle, let it warm up and say your prayer or take your deep breath. It's going to make a huge difference. 
Another thing that I like doing is before I go into the car or like as the car is dwindling, if I've said my prayer, taken my deep breaths, I would go and I would find a podcast to listen to. So this can be a podcast, this can be affirmations, this can be maybe some gentle or relaxing music, something that, you know, makes you feel comfortable. So a lot of the times if I don't do this before I start driving, I start trying to do it as I'm driving. And that's just not very safe, which brings me to the point after this, which is to get off your phone. But just to remain on the podcast or affirmations or just listen to something, try to think about those things before you start driving. So set up your music, set up your podcast and set up your playlist before you start driving so that you know that it's there. You know, maybe you want to have Google Maps on. Set up that before you start driving that car. Don't start to drive and then you're like, all right, cool. Give me my phone. Where's my Google Maps? And you're trying to juggle all of these different things. And that energy is not very good. And I'm the worst person to be talking about this because I will be doing so many different things on my phone. And that is something that I'm 100% trying to stop so I would say set up those things, like whatever it is, is going to help you relax on that drive. Set up, set up that before you leave. So the next thing is, of course, to get off of your phone. I am just such a terrible person. Sometimes I would just be like, you know, checking a message or somebody would be sending something and I would be like, you know, watching something. Maybe I'm in traffic and I start scrolling through Instagram stories and, you know, it's just not a good habit to have. So I am kind of in the process of like just trying to stop using my phone. Even if I'm using Google Maps, you can invest in one of those phone holders so that you don't have to physically touch or hold your phone. So I know that we all have this problem because I know that a lot of people use their phones when they're driving. And I just want you to know that it's just not a good thing to do because it literally just takes one second of your attention not being on the road for something, God forbid, terrible to happen. So try to see if you could maybe like not even leave, like if you don't have to use Google Maps, try to see if you could leave your phone in your bag. Sometimes I would just leave my phone like on the seat next to me or maybe in that little area where the driving stick handle thingy is. And that makes it really accessible to me. So what I do is just kind of leave it in my bag so I know that I, I don't have the urge to check it or the urge to touch it. So get off of your phone because that is something that is taking your attention away from the road and that is something that is just gonna not be good in the long run of you getting comfortable driving and just being safe in general. So really try to just not be using your phone. The other thing that I do when I'm feeling very anxious is just to kind of tune in on what is happening at that point in time. So I'm driving somewhere and I start to feel anxious. I would just kind of be like, okay, let me just focus on my my driving, what I'm doing. I'm touching the steering wheel. I'm bringing myself back to the present moment. Maybe I'm taking any surroundings a little bit. I'm focusing on the cars in front of me. I'm just trying to focus. So if you feel like you're in the car, you're driving, you're on autopilot, and you start worrying about all these different things, take your energy back to what is going on at this present moment. And that usually has to deal with your senses. So I think I talked a lot about this in the podcast episode on just slowing down, the one where we slow down and find ways to live in the moment. So maybe you can listen to that one as well. But that is something that really helps me just curb that anxiety if I just kind of tune into the present moments and just kind of focus in on that so just start maybe thinking about what you're smelling what you're seeing what you are touching and being in that moment of driving and you're gonna just relax and just get your mind off of like feeling anxious Another thing that you want to do is take deep breaths if that anxiety starts reaching to a point where you're not able to quell it. It is, it's very okay to pull aside somewhere. So there was this one time I was feeling really sick and I just felt like this terrible projectile threw up 
was coming and I was like trying to suck it up but like my heart was pounding and I knew I wasn't feeling good so I just started to be like okay I need to pull aside and I started to merge into the lane that was closest to the um the area the side where you could um pull over and I just pulled over because it's better to pull over and be safe than to just be feeling really really anxious and really really you know maybe you're feeling sick or you're just something just just off just pull aside and a lot of the times like that saved me so much because I would just pull aside if I just feel like you know something is really just not feeling right and a lot of times like there was this one time I was driving in the rain and this thunderstorm came out of nowhere and everybody was beeping me for some reason. And I just started to be like, oh my God, something is wrong with the car. And it turns out that the guard thingy underneath the car that kind of protects the car from water, that had come detached and it was like scraping on the highway. So people behind me, they were seeing something touching the ground when I was driving. And I was hearing it too, but I was trying to be like, maybe if I ignore it, it will go away. So just pull aside if you think anything is happening. Maybe the car feels a little bit off. Another time I was driving and the steering wheel was vibrating its life away. And I was like, oh my God, my steering wheel is like coming out of its socket. But really and truly something was wrong with my tire. My tire had a huge nail. But instead of, you know, doing the right thing and pulling aside, I was like, you know, trying to see if I could just curb that anxiety and just keep going. So pull aside, it's going to help you. If you feel anxious, if it's raining too much, if you don't know where you're going or if you're lost or if you just start feeling anxious, pull aside and sort the problem out one step at a time. Is it that something's wrong with the tire? Call roadside assistance. So just make sure and get roadside assistance because I think it's free and I've used that a lot of times. If I felt like, you know, my battery was going to die or something was happening, pull aside and just take the problem one step at a time. And you're going to feel a lot better. And if it's just anxiety that's, you know, rising up, then just take deep breaths and you're going to overcome it. And only when you're comfortable to get back on the road, then do that. And if you need to call somebody, if you need to talk to someone, then do that as well. So just do whatever you need to do to make you feel safe before you pull back and get onto that road. The other thing that I want to talk about is driving safely, of course, making sure that you have your seatbelt on, making sure that you're adhering to the speed limit and drive close to the side where you're able to access the shoulder. If you feel really, really unsure, drive in a slow lane, just try to keep an eye on that speed meter and just do the things that you know that you need to do to be safe. And that's wearing your seatbelt, staying off of your phone, making sure that, you know, you're, you're being safe in the speed limit. And that is going to, you know, really make you feel safe as well. And the last thing I want to mention is that driving is not some terribly scary thing. It's like riding a bike. It's going to reach the point where it just feels so natural. Like right now I could maneuver in and out of cars and I'm even getting more comfortable that I reverse parked the other day and I was like, what is this me? So the knowledge and practice is within you. You just need to maybe take these extra steps to make yourself feel more comfortable and it's like riding a bike you're gonna get used to it you're gonna get accustomed to it and it's gonna become like second nature so make sure that you follow these tips and just you know maybe if you're not not comfortable as yet or maybe you ju you've just gotten your license maybe try driving with someone or having someone in the car but I really do I am a strong advocate for being able to drive on your own because it's such a huge thing for freedom and being able to move on your own beat. So if you do have access to a car and you're nervous, I suggest that you start working on it early because the more that you wait, the more that you might not be able to drive and that's just going to hinder your ability to, you know, hashtag live your damn life. 
So yeah, I hope that this episode was useful to you. If you do experience any anxiety or maybe you know somebody who does and you can share this episode with them. So as always, thank you so much for listening to me today and yeah, hit me up in my DMs if you want to chat more. But as for now, we'll talk soon. If you love this podcast, let's be BFFs. You can DM me at the Paris James on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe, download your favorite episodes and leave us a review. And if you have a topic you want to hear about next, feel free to comment and let me know. Until then, talk soon.